this is his last message you did not know the gravity of what you did that is why sometimes i just laugh when you talk people you are, con- you are calling both to congratulate and ask questions she was surprised she felt so bad she was like you mean all this thing all these years just like that <laughs> i actually laughed in spanish i was just trying to defend you the little way i could but she really felt bad she was calling frequently to check on me to be sure i'm okay and healing over the issue she really tried for me i had to off my phone at some point you know this thing spread you won't even know how people people know i was shocked i didn't know who told him before you know lots of my former office people started calling me i was amazed at how at how the news spread so it was that bad i'm just i'm just you know reading um his last messages (laughs) and i'm like because it seems like it's my fault the last word the last um um sentences makes it look like it's my fault finally it's nobody fault. it's nobody's fault but let them not make it seem seem like i'm the villain i'm the villain here i struck my head for this guy like i i was there for him from the beginning this guy made me lose my head put me in a confused state made me I don't know even even know how to describe it you feel that you're dating somebody yet you feel that you're not dating somebody he wasn't even proud of me he didn't talk about but people in his life I had to meet was by mistake he made it look like I didn't I wasn't qualified to be in a relationship with him and here he is because of what finally came out of it saying oh you know all these years all these years these people are there probably blaming me because the end product is like is that finally i i left and ended up and ended up, and ended up with a child oh that evil girl have left him after all these years nobody knows the whole story nobody knows how all the sacrifices i had to make all the defense how i defended him over the years and stand and stood by him nobody knows anything all they know is because okay fine yes the girl left she she took it for someone else and then she and then she left this guy made me go crazy in the relationship all this i was (laughs) i was even beating for him and here he is claiming like one cent claiming like one uh, um, um, victor in the whole story and all uh, of course of course his people his people will be like in supportive of him saying a lot of nonsense how many of them knew me how many of them knew me the ones that even knew me knew me by chance you put yourself out there for someone they make you go crazy and that's exactly how I felt in all of the relationship. I have called him several times, sat him down, talked to him, but the guy just so okay. I'm not perfect. Yes. I'm not perfect. I have my flaws. I have things that that I know that I'm not proud of. 
बुद्धि का गोधी You know at the time at the beginning it was all nice and it was all good. I can't even say at the beginning of our relationship it was all good. I can't I can't say that because it, it, it was it, it was like a talk of war. He's from a different tribe I'm, I'm from a different tribe and we just but I was in love. I, I was a young girl in love. I was a young girl in love. And this love I'm telling you about is is a pure type of love with no no things you can do for me and things I can do for you. It's just that growing young love where all we have is the sincerity of our hearts and the love in our hearts. That's just all we had. That's the kind of love that we had. And I was ready to go all out for him. Despite the fact that my family actually fought against it. You know, they they really fought against it. In fact, I was actually pitting for him. But I didn't care. This was the guy I wanted to be with and I did not I don't give a damn if whosoever has an opinion. Then along the line, the first shock of the whole relationship, he goes for service. I mean, you go for service, the girl you're talking with, all of a sudden you are no longer like interested in talking with her again. I'm calling him. I'm, I'm calling him. I'm trying to. What's what's happening? What, what's the problem? My guy is not even showing any interest. He's not saying anything. He's not telling me, okay, fine. See what happened. I'm sick. I'm, I'm this and that. He's not saying anything. He's making me worried. He's making me think so many things at the time. You know when all these things, when you know what they say about sadness now. I'm, I'm thinking many things. What is happening? Is he saying someone else? All of a sudden, my, my guy, stop calling. He doesn't call anymore and when you call him he sounds very irritated and stuff and you can imagine how heartbroken i was someone that you are even fighting your parents for i was devastated i was devastated and then your mom like you see you see what i am saying you see what i am saying what do what, what did he expect me to do that was the first time I said, okay, fine. Since the relationship doesn't want anything to you, I have to like meet someone else. And that was the first blow. That was the first blow of the re- that shook the relationship. So it wasn't like I was even dating the person. I just wanted to run away from this love. It was too much. I was heartbroken. My lover doesn't care about me anymore. I was seriously devastated. And then I met this guy on social media. His name is Vitalis. I met him. He I met him. He was more like a friend. I just you know <laughs> But you know what they say? The simplest ones do the worst things. Then I just said, you know, because, he, you know, I just poured out my heart to the guy. Just told him everything. How I would. This guy was like, oh, you see, that's what they say about Edo people. 
you never can tell they don't stick to one woman woman and all and i concur i mean why won't i concur when the only person who is supposed to convince me is out there i don't know what he's doing i don't know the excuse why he he can't call okay i am calling you are not picking i'm calling and even if you eventually pick you're sounding very irritated so you can imagine the the state i was in i believed the guy i was still talking and all that and that was the first time i've actually had that closeness to someone the kissing and the smooshing yes i did have some uh, with my lover but it didn't go that deep because i was scared but you can't imagine me, an emotional wreck, vulnerable. The older guy took advantage. Yes, and I let it happen because of the state I was in. I let it happen. Then one day, boom, I started having cramps. I started having serious cramps. So I told the guy that I'm having cramps and I'm having delay in my period. Being an older guy, he just brought home paper that has line and said I should urinate on it. You could imagine how naive I was at the time. I just did. So one day he invited me into his house. And I came. He was like, first of all, he, he made an excuse of, Oh, I'm not eating. And I remember having a voice that day that said, Don't go don't go but I still went and he came with um, Keke I mean the guy had a car so you can imagine so, so many things were off that particular day I just did not know what it was I was that naive so immediately I entered the guy's house immediately I entered his house he just I just sensed something you know, I just sensed something. I noticed that the guy locked the door, and then by the time I could just rush to grab the the the, the door, he just grabbed me. You know, with put me on the ground, use um um tie to use his whatever. He, he just tied me, tied my hands, tied my legs, and he was crying while he was doing that. Right now, I'm in the most ter- terrifying moment of my life. The worst that I don't even know why he was crying, but I don't even know why he was doing this. Someone that you talk and laugh with, why are you doing this? Why? I keep asking, what are you doing? I don't even know what his, his aim was. Then he took a pillow and, you know, pressed on my face. And it was more like he was trying to struggle me. And I was struggling, you know, struggling and begging and struggling. and. And then when I was just tired and, you know, weak. Then he was crying and saying, I'm sorry, baby, I'm sorry. I, what are you sorry for? What exactly are you sorry for? I don't understand. Then <laughs> he slipped the drug into my private parts. And all of a sudden, after like what seems like two hours you could imagine me being tied up in the person that i took as my friend someone i've come close to 
you know i noticed that i was having these severe cramps very severe very very severe i stayed in that guy's house tied up for four hours the beast made sure that i stayed up to four hours whatever agenda still you can imagine how naive i was at the time i didn't know what was happening i just did not know everything just seemed like the stories i read in 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 novels that's what it seemed like (laughs) then after four hours he untied me i staggered to the door because i noticed that i was in serious pain serious pain then he offered to take me home but i could not just process my brain could not just process what just happened now. Why am I tied up? Why am I lying down on the bed? Why am I... What, why is he acting this way? I don't even understand. I don't. So I don't, I don't allow him to carry me. I did not allow him to carry me home. I just walked and I was limping because I was in severe pains. So a man actually offered to take me home i i refused i was like please if you have um um if you can assist me with transport i will just go home i went home do you know that at the time i still didn't know what was going on i went home i remember my mom looking at me i was like okay no that was my dad was like is he, is your major cramp that severe this time this one you're limping you need to go and sleep i went and i slept for what seemed like three hours and then I woke up. When I woke up, the whole bed was soaked with blood. I mean, I've had um, flows, but not to the extent of having the whole bed soaked with blood. I don't know. I did not just get it. I was wondering what kind of period disease. Then I slipped my pants. <laughs> and what seemed like small pieces of head and small pieces of hand was in my pants, and I was in shock. Tears today coming up from now because the reality of what just happened now is coming to me. What what just happened now? What what exactly is happening? What is happening? <laughs> I, I said I, I picked up my phone. I started browsing. You know, I started browsing the picture that I saw. It then occurred to me that whether knowingly or unknowingly I had had an abortion without even without any consent I didn't even know that I was even pregnant how could I be pregnant I have never had sex I have never had sex so how is it even possible that I could be pregnant I never had sex with this guy it's not possible the only thing I can recall is him like you know, you know, um, me saying no, I can't have sex with you and stuff. I was like, okay, fine. That I should just like, okay, help me out. Just let me just rub my penis at the tip of your vagina. Like, I'm like, I don't even know the coverage, like the mouth. I mean, when he was like, you know, rubbing, I I, find, I, I just find it weird and creepy. I was like, and then he was now, you know. I think he just maybe he had come or something i don't understand but i know that there was no form of penetration and there's nothing to lie about this so you could imagine the shock i have graduated from not only being pregnant but to having an abortion without my consent 
for someone who has this very religious background for someone who has kept herself that was the worst day of my life that was the worst day of my life i can't even begin to explain it i can't what i felt at the time i don't think i can explain it better in my room and I cried because I knew whether I I was naive or not there was nothing in this whole wide world that would have made me have an abortion for any reason it had nothing to do with me being a saint or something I loved kids if you give me the option I would have kept it so how in the world am I no longer a virgin and how in the world am I pregnant and how in the world have I already had an abortion and how in the world wasn't I being consulted in this issue how everything was overwhelming I couldn't go to school anymore I stayed in my room and I was bleeding seriously I'm machinating within seconds I was crying every time. I had this wallpaper that had this, you know, God, God things like Jesus pictures um, drawn on it. Every time I would kneel down, I would beg God, please give me my child back. Please. That's just all I wanted. I, I think what even paid me the more was I was 20 at the time, not just 20. How in the world am I alive? And someone was able to like snatch my kid in my belly. And I did not defend my child. You know, I, I don't know. I can I know you may not really like understand it. You may not really understand how it's like. You may not really understand it. You may not understand. But that's just the kind of person. I mean, I loved kids. So I don't even understand how I am alive. And someone was able to take mine away from me. I didn't tell anyone. What am I going to say? Oh, hello. I'm no longer a virgin. I'm not just I'm no longer a virgin. I've had an abortion. And I did not even know that I had an abortion. <laughs> I was in 200 level at the time. So even when I went to school, I cried. I remember one girl, her name was Vivian. She just turned this on your cry. I don't know what why what even made her to say that. Are you pregnant? You know, she just made a joke out of it. <laughs> I carried the dead fetus and I was always crying and begging God to give me my child back. Yeah, just that's, that's just the that's just odd. That's one of the loneliest moments in my life. I was my cousin was staying in the room at the time and she had watched me several times and wondered she was wondering what exactly is happening. But she did not really ask me. I did not tell anybody. My mother called me one time. She noticed how I was behaving. And she was asking me, what's the problem? What's the problem? I could not tell her. I did not just see her as a very strong confidence to just tell this guy. I mean, how do I even start to explain? How? How do I even start to explain this, this trauma? I, I cried so much that I've never cried like that in my whole life. 
I've never cried like that in my whole life. It's the worst thing that can ever happen to somebody. It's the worst thing. I'm telling you. And then when I chat the guy up, I'm like, what exactly do you do to me? What is it? What did you do to me? He said he started um is it flozonaline to clear infection. I said, did I tell you that I have infection? He said that because I told him I had delay in my period. You know that guy knew everything. He knew I was that naive. He did not even know exactly what is happening to me. So he just said, oh, and he just inserted that. I said, I don't think that I browsed this thing, this image, and this thing looks like an abortion. Was I pregnant? Do you know that I was pregnant and you did not? He said that. He just jumped into I'm, I've, I've prayed to God and God has forgiven me. I said, forgive you for what? I don't understand. What are you saying? <laughs> oh, God. It's just... It's, it's terrible. I was machiating drastically. Always cry. The only thing I was... I wasn't even eating. The only thing I was drinking was coke. Because that's just the only thing that can that can actually, you know. But my mother has watched me several times, so she had to make a cut. So she knew that I would, I probably would not tell her what exactly is the problem. So she she made a cut to my younger sister, a name Sue. And then she was like, I better will just come over and stay with you. So that you she didn't she didn't tell me that's what she said. She just said um my sister would like to like, you know, see me, you know, it's been long. So I took a bus to OER. I was in severe pain. The, the, the bombs on the road made it even worse. I was bleeding. I've, I've been bleeding for more than one week. And getting more thinner and thinner and thinner. So I went to my sister's, you know, hostel and as usual. Her neighbors were welcome. Oh, this is your elder sister. Oh, she's just younger than you. Oh, she's 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 okay. She's pretty, you know. But that's not that's just the least thing in my mind right now. And I was glad that I had to I was no longer in that environment. I th- I just told my sister that I was in my on my period and that I needed more pads, you know. The pad was just soaking, you know. It mean like quickly and quickly and faster and faster as the blood is coming out the pain is increasing the pain is increasing i think one night when i could bear the pain it was no it was nothing like the the period pain i had this one was a magnified sense of pain it was something that was magnified and i couldn't bear the pain i think it was in the midnight my sister had slept her roommate had slept then i started screaming night screaming my sister was scared she was crying and praying and she everybody thought i would die i don't know you know that moment where you do, you, you think you would die i have to i have to whisk, call my sister and whisper into her ear i told her chibwenyu this thing is not meant for pain i'm having an abortion you could imagine my sister and the shock of it all she was speechless I cannot begin to describe 
the look on her face at that moment. But that was the least thing I was even thinking about. To me, this might even be my end and I will not know. So, we didn't take us like I said, explain. He tied me. I didn't know. I didn't know. She was like, calm down. Calm down. She started crying. You know, we both started crying together. She told her roommate and her roommate just posted into tears because it was the most confusing night of my life. So we started looking for her to go to the hospital. And her roommate whispered into me. She said, Eber, you cannot tell anyone. These people will come out just claim that you are sick or something, but you cannot say anything. I agreed. I agreed. I was in severe pain, screaming. The pain was unbearable. So the boys in the hostel, you know, all of them rallied around and then they carried me. It was raining heavily that night. So you could imagine us on that rain in a way by very late in the night. They are rushing to different hospitals. Nobody is paying attention. This one say the doctor is coming, you know, no, but no doctor is showing up. And I was getting weaker and weaker. And the next, the next hospital we went to, oh, no doctor, no doctor. I remember my sister slapping me like, Eber, wake up, tapping me hard, you know, hitting me. Eber, you cannot die, you cannot die. I was just tired, you know. I was just tired. Her roommates was praying, you know. Even the boys, I knew these boys are not the kind of boys to, you know, go to church and even pray or you even pray like a silent type of prayer but everybody was faced with like this minute we just saw this girl she just came and she was happy and healthy all of a sudden what is happening you know they were praying i could perceive the stench of alcohol from one of them but you know that was the list of what was on that boy's mind that was just the list of it you know then the boy started screaming at the nurses screaming at the nurses if this girl die here you know threatening them i think there was about six boys i can't really say i can't really say i can't really say it was a very bad night <laughs> it was a very bad night still the private hospital wasn't able to you know admit us or even try to you know make we are we were all lost they had to like take me to another hospital. I don't know who my sister called or something, but one of the friends said, okay, my mother has um works in a private another private hospital. You can bring her. So all of them were dragging me. You know, do you know the how dramatic it was that a boy was even trying to pull up jokes in the worst situation. Just to, you know, girl, you have to stay awake. stories is called a meeting with my past I think I've been angry for too long I think I've been angry for too long so I just want to have a, a seat with my past and talk to it the next episode episode we are going to continue
morning if you're listening to my podcast it means you saw the link i shared and you clicked on it so enjoy the stories i'm going to tell which are contemporary stories for kids for adults anyone can enjoy this story click on the next episode and listen thank you Today I'm going to be telling the story of Neka, the modern African woman. Yes, that's the title of the story. So Neka is a typical woman of this era. She's someone any of us can relate to. You know, she's a newly wedded woman who just put to bed and going through the process of um, in Iboland we call it omugo, where you take care of a woman. The mother comes over, she takes care of the woman. So Neka is like, first of all, Neka is in shock after giving birth she's in total shock you know this motherhood idea of um, getting married you know giving having a child being happy I don't think anybody was able to like explain to her that it's not the way you think yes it's not all rosy why some women will have it um, you know quick labor and they already have their child some people actually have prolonged labor and unfortunately for Neka she fell into this category of people so you know the idea of oh they carry the child carry the baby and you know place on your shoulder when when it was done to Neka she didn't really find it funny you know she was like in fact the look she gave them was this like telling them excuse me i just gave birth you don't have to place a baby on my listen and be asking me the gender i haven't even gotten myself <laughs> you know you know this this thing she she heard about oh immediately the baby is born you fall in love with the baby you love the baby you know neck i wasn't just feeling it she wasn't like please uh, let me get myself you know kind of look she gave them but of course she won't say that now she won't say that she just said okay yeah 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 yeah. he's a boy he's a boy just keep him away and that's phase two of Neka's troubles she's still yet to go through so many you know stages she thinks this is just the you know this is the all she'll get herself so, you know, during the Omuga process, the mother comes over, you know, in Igbo land and other tribes that practice it. The mo- your mother comes over, um, they make the friends local dishes, they can make hot soup for you that you take to, you know, in a way of healing it helps in healing it helps to 
heal a lot of things it helps to you know the inneka was giving that and that's just the way she wants she just wants to recover yeah she, she drank the soup quietly and then lay back i need to be working a few minutes to you know come and breastfeed the baby i mean an attempt was made before but it wasn't like very very successful when when the the baby's mouth was placed on her nipple the the pain <laughs> the the pain that she had to experience was not what she expected you know and she was furious <laughs> she was angry like this is not what she bargained for this is not how she she saw this whole process to be you know so this this was how it has been a struggle with neck come and feed your child you know this kind of thing and you know she's still having issues with that mother-in-law because they're like every time neck come and feed your baby come and breastfeed your baby and she's like please please please, please. And i don't have strength i'm not into uh, exclusive breast feeding i don't want that i don't want that and that's just about that but Neka is just like an example of a typical modern African woman. Most typical modern African women now just want to, you know, feed their baby with formulas. Okay, let's not even argue it. Yes, there are medical issues for some people that um, don't want to feed their babies. That one is just aside. But the fact that a full-grown woman decide that oh okay um, I don't have strength that is the reason I don't have strength to stand up and feed my baby is not um, easy there's a lot of um or how like there's a lot of issues when you have when you give birth and especially so people some people give birth through CS and you know it's kind of a little bit hard to like so people's uh, Breast milk doesn't, you know, come out medically. You know, they just um, have issues. Some people have inverted inverted nipples that are really, really very, very painful in the sun. But like a full-grown woman saying that, oh, I can't breastfeed. I don't have strength. So you see, some people like the baby is not even yet old enough. They're not even giving okay like for the men's time i'm sick or something all they just don't give okay someone was saying that she gave her baby pap like what the hell people what is happening yeah and someone if you ask them like oh in the olden days in the olden days uh, my mother said that i had two months i was giving fufu who even gave them that much who told them that I don't think that's even the truth. At two months, you're, you're giving a child ever. <laughs> At two good months. Some of them, they don't have strength. Some of them, they don't want their breasts to fall. I mean, that's just the notion now. I don't have strength to breastfeed. There are many, many benefits of breastfeeding a child. I don't know whether some people do it out of ignorance or there are benefits of, of breastfeeding a child so people like oh the baby is not chubby most of them when they are breastfeeding they don't even try to they don't know that there is 
two, two layers of breastfeeding we have the heat milk we have the full milk anyway to to get all these the hints and gist you know you have to you know click on the next podcast to talk about it and if you have any idea and comments you can you know comment on the comment section or send um, your comments to my email at gmail.com um, thank you